Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Quarantine. Today we're talking about Betty Friedan. Now, this name may ring a few bells, but it's likely you might not be able to remember everything off the top of your head. You know, she was a pretty busy woman. So I'm trying to do an informative episode strictly based on her achievements. We're not going to go into too much detail because I think this should be a shorter one, just more of a crash course. But first, let's begin this episode with one minute of headlines to update you on the world around us. U.S. News. 1. CNN started off this Thursday by stating, Trump wants Americans to believe that Biden is a radical leftist. It's a tough sell. 2. The New York Times reported Supreme Court rules large swath of Oklahoma as Indian reservation. 3. Earlier today, CNN claimed Tropical Storm Fay forms and will likely make landfill in the nor- uh, landfall in the Northeast Friday. World News. 1. Reuters informed readers that the World Health Organization promises honest evaluation of how the world handled COVID-19. 2. BBC News published coronavirus outdoor concerts, plays, and operas get government go-ahead. Wouldn't that be pretty nice, you know, to have reopened safely? Stay safe, everybody. All right, anyway. 3. Vulture discussed how a glitch wreaked havoc on TikTok today, and that is true. I was on TikTok when that happened, and it was crazy like everybody went live and everybody was glitching and everybody was panicking just yeah everybody realized they don't have a life besides tiktok anywho business news one american airlines pilot says some passengers are getting creative with removing masks claims fox news science news one according to cnn an extinct giant dolphin behaved like a killer whale study finds so i'm really glad that those dolphins aren't around anymore other news. And finally, 1,000 awesome things wanted you to wanted you to remind wanted to remind you of the feeling that you get when vacuuming up a spider web. Just think about that for a minute. Yeah, bottle up that feeling. Alrighty, now let's jump into the episode with some special announcements. All right, so I know normally I would start the episode right now, but I just have a few announcements I have to make. So thank you guys so much for helping me hit 2,000 listens. I'm not sure if we actually hit it or not because my phone says we hit 2K and the website that I use, Anchor, says I hit 1,975 or something. Either way, we're going to hit it soon. So thank you guys so much. I'm just shocked that I made it this far because I really didn't think anybody was going to listen. I just did this for my own entertainment and then I've kind of just grown it into something just kind of fun for me to do and in the hopes that some other people would be interested in it too. Um, The next announcement is that recently I was featured in an interview with Listen Notes, um, and that will be linked in the description, but um, it's like my first interview that wasn't, you know, like me talking to the podcast, so I was really excited when it was published. Um, So basically, I just talked about the podcast and how I started it and time and funding and just everything. I mean, I love doing this. So I just wanted to help. I'm, if you guys want to know more about how I uh, process the whole thing, you can go read that. Thank you. And then, um, and upvote me on that website too, on Listen Notes. We want to get the podcast up there. And then there are some big things coming and I'm not going to reveal too much right now, 
but I do have an interview with some important people coming up, and um, then I'm planning a new mini-series, um, and right now, the current plan is to do one on a musical six, um, because, you know, I've been kind of doing lots of random things, but recently, I've been focusing on women's rights, and I think we're going to do that for a little while, and then we're going to go to do a six- miniseries so every episode be about one of um king henry the something whatever's ex-wives because there was six of them and there's a musical based off of that now and it's i love it so i just think it'd be super fun to do one about each queen and just get to know her instead of what you hear which is she was divorced or she was beheaded or whatever because you know it's important to hear what their perspective was too and a lot of them did some really interesting things so um i'm i reached out to some interview some important people and i've got some fun stuff coming up so make sure to stay tuned and now we'll start the episode <laughs> thank you guys for holding through this one If divorce has increased by 1,000%, don't blame the women's movement. Blame the obsolete sex roles on which our marriages were based. That's a quote from Betty Friedan. As a child, Betty Friedan was active in both Marxist and Jewish circles, and later wrote how she felt isolated from the latter community at times and felt her passion against injustice originated from my feelings of the injustice uh, of anti-Semitism. Yeah, fun word. She attended Peoria High School and became involved in the school newspaper. When her application to write a column turned down, she and six other friends launched a literary magazine called Tide, which discussed home life rather than school life. She attended an all-female Smith College in 1938. She wrote a scholarship prize in her first year for outstanding academic performance. In her second year, she became interested in poetry and had many poems published in campus publications. In 1941, she became editor-in-chief of the college newspaper. The editorials became more political under her leadership, taking a strong anti-war stance and occasionally con causing controversy. She gra graduated summa cum laude and phi beta kappa, I'm not sure if I'm saying these words right, sorry, I don't go to college yet, in 1942 with a major in psychology. In 1943, she spent a year at the University of California, Berkeley, on a fellowship for graduate work in psychology with Eric Erickson. So already her interest in writing has stemmed and it's grown just from that one newspaper in her high school turning her down. And then, you know, it just it got way bigger all of a sudden, especially when she went to college and it just keeps growing. She became more politically active, continuing to mix with Marxists. Many of her friends were investigated by the FBI. In her memoirs, she claimed that her boyfriend at the time had pressured her into turning down a PhD fellowship for further study and abandoning her ad academic career. That was a big, long quote from Wikipedia. Um, Betty Goldstein, which, which was her maiden name, graduated in 1942 from Smith College with a degree in psychology. And after a year of graduate work at the University of California, Berkeley, she settled in New York City. Uh, she worked at various jobs until 1947 when she married Carl Friedan, who she divorced in 1969, but she kept his name. Similarly to Gloria Steinem, Betty Friedan began with a writing career. She started off a journalist um, for Federated Press. And I mean, when I said that, I, you know, she already started off in her high school and then in college, but um, like in the professional career and world of journalism, she began working as a journalist for Federated Press. For six years, she worked for United Electrical Workers UE, uh, UE News. 
Uh, sounds like a very fun job. Um, and then eventually she ended up becoming a freelance writer and wrote for lots of different things and magazines, like she wrote in the New York Times and Cosmopolitan before she published what I'm considering her life's joy, The Feminine Mystique in 1963. Now, The Feminine Mystique, um, it's possible you don't know that name, but I feel like you might have heard it or something before. Um, it was a bestseller immediately. And she had interviewed a lot of women beforehand and kind of kept them anonymous just to be like, these were all of the voices that are just not being heard right now. And she wanted to spread awareness for what she called like the unknown problem. Like she didn't, that's why it's called the feminine mystique because really this is just, she wanted to spread voices of how women specifically were feeling unhappy and unsatisfied. This is a quote from the feminine mystique. Um, so it says the problem laid buried unspoken for many years in the minds of American women. It was a strange stirring, a sense of dissatisfaction, a yearning, that is a longing that women suffered in the middle of the 20th century in the United States. Each suburban housewife struggled with it alone. As she made the beds, shopped for groceries, she was afraid to even ask herself the silent question, is this all? Here's a quote from Encyclopedia Britannica talking about this. Friedan's central thesis was that women as a class suffered a variety of more or less subtle forms of discrimination, but were in particular the victims of pervasive systems of delusions and false values under which they were urged to find personal fulfillment, even identity, vicariously through the husbands and children to whom they were expected to cheerfully devote their lives. This restricted role of wife-mother, whose spurious glorification by advertisers and others was suggested by the title of the book, led almost inevitably to a sense of unreality or general spiritual word, in the absence of genuine, creative, self-defining work. So Wikipedia says, The book became a bestseller, which many historians believe was the impetus for the second wave of the women's movement in the United States, and significantly shaped national and world events. Friedan originally intended to write a sequel to The Feminine Mystique, which was to be called Woman, the Fourth Dimension, but instead only wrote one, an article by that title, which appeared in the Ladies' Home Journal in June 1964. So what I think was really important to take away from that was really just that she moved stuff along. By writing this book, she she portrayed things that had not been portrayed before, especially how women aren't feeling happy in their roles, but they're afraid to even ask or consider that this is all that they are ever going to be. And so um, this just, you know, people read this and they were like, this is embodying exactly how I feel. And um, that's what I think is super interesting is how it really progressed us to the second wave of the women's movement, um, which just shows how big of um, a role model she was. Um, Women's women's History, sorry, .org says, a busy activist throughout the 1960s and 1970s, Friedan helped found the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Laws in 1969, which was later renamed National Abortion Rights Action League, and more recently, NARAL Pro-Choice America. She organized the Women's Strike for Equality on August 26, 1970, on the 50th anniversary of the women's suffrage, to raise awareness about gender discrimination. In addition, in 1971, Friedan was a co-founder of the National Women's Political Caucus with Congresswoman Bella Abzug, fun word, Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm, and feminist Gloria Steinem. 
Through these organizations, Friedan was influential in changing outdated laws such as unfair hiring practices, gender pay inequality, and pregnancy discrimination. We'll discuss this more after the break. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Knockback. Knockback is a creative video game designed for one to four people in which you attempt to get rid of zombies. As the owner says it, Knockback is a physics sandbox that challenges you to ask yourself, how many ways can I destroy the zombies? Go ahead, play with fire. Throw them into a building or smash them with a log rolling down a hill. Want to suck the zombies into a tight ball and zap them with lightning? You can do that. Rain down sticky stones of fire onto their heads? Got you covered. Hit them with a giant rolling stone that bowls down on the baddies? Go for it. Knockback is a wonderful game that my family has enjoyed learning about during its creation process. It's truly exciting to play and experiment with. Plus, it is always developing and changing. Knockback is an early access game, so you're encouraged to watch it grow. It runs smoothly and is always being updated to add new components that may spark your interest. One thing that's really cool, I think, is just that the creativity, there's like no limits. And I think that's a really important um, just part of a video game is you want to not have your creativity stifled. And Knockback does a great job of not doing that. So now, get out there and stick a snail snot rock onto an unsuspecting zombie chin. Visit their Facebook page at Knockback Game, that's spelled K-N-O-C-K-B-A-C-K, Game, G-A-M-E. Uh, I sure hope you know how to spell that. And install Knockback now at Steam's store, and that, that link will be in the description box below. Thank you, and go check out this wonderful game and opportunity. And then we're going to go back a little bit um, because I'm reading a Wikipedia quote now and just I wanted to hear there's lots of things she did. So we're just going to kind of jump throughout the time just to show she did all these things. In 1966, Friedan co-founded and became the first president of the National Organization for Women. Some of the founders of NOW, including Friedan, were inspired by the failure of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to enforce Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 at the Third National Conference of State Commissions on the Status of Women. Long name, I know. <laughs> they were prohibited from issuing a resolution that recommended the EEOC carry, but it's uh, carry out its legal mandate to end sex discrimination in employment. They thus gathered in the Friedan's hotel room to form a new organization. On a paper napkin, Friedan scribbled the acronym NOW. Later, more people became founders of NOW at the October 1966 NOW Organizing Conference. Friedan, with Polly Murray, wrote NOW's statement of purpose. The original was scribbled on a napkin by Friedan. Under Friedan, now advocated fiercely for the legal equality of women and men. And then from Britannica, it says, Friedan stepped down from the presidency in March 1970, but continued to be active in the work that had sprung largely from her pioneering efforts, helping to organize the Women's Strike for Equality, uh, the 50th anniversary of the women's suffrage, and leading in the campaign for ratification of the proposed Equal Rights Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. A founding member of the National Women's Political Caucus, as we already described, she said it was organized to make policy, not coffee. In 1973, she became director of the First Women's Bank and Trust Company. One of the most influential feminists of the 20th century, Friedan, in addition to many others, opposed equating feminism with lesbianism. 
As early as 1964, very early in the movement, and only a year after the publication of The Feminine Mystique, Friedan appeared on television to address the fact that the media was, at that point, trying to dismiss the movement as a joke and centering argument and debate about, around whether or not to wear bras and other issues considered ridiculous. In 1982, during the second wave, she wrote a book for the post-feminist 1980s called The Second Stage about family life, premised on women having conquered social and legal obstacles. Friedan, among many others, was featured in the 2013 documentary Makers, Women Who Make America, about the women's movement. In 2014, a biography of Friedan was added to the American National Biography Online. So that's just showing kind of what she's um, been featured in after her death in 2006. Since the 1970s, she published several books, taught at New York universities and the University of South Carolina, or California, and lectured widely at women's conferences around the world. Friedan died in 2006 of congestive heart failure, says womenshistory.org. Biography.org says, today, Friedan is remembered as one of the leading voices of the women's rights movement of the 20th century. Furthermore, the work that she started is still being carried by the three organizations she helped to establish. And that is it for this, yeah, it's a crash course, definitely. <laughs> crash course on Betty Friedan. And now we'll go to the outro. That's it. I hope you liked listening to this episode and most importantly, learned something. If you like this podcast, please support us with monthly donations. It helps us get new equipment and improve our overall episodes. Every penny counts. Another way to help us out is writing us a review. Almost every streaming platform that we are on allows you to review our podcast, and it is really needed for us to get the word out there, and that's strongly appreciated. Please share this podcast with one person. If you often need to share, we will be more well-known. The last and most novel thing you can do to help us out is buy some of our merch, and you can expect probably a new merch line soon, because we're going to hit 2,000 downloads. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we recently launched merch with Boomer on it, and a good commission goes to us, and we really appreciate every single purchase. Join us on Tuesday for an episode about, I'm not sure, somebody influential who's a woman. So let's just go with Shirley Chisholm. I like her. Shirley Chisholm. If you have any questions, you can send us voice messages on our website. Go follow us on our socials at quarantine.pod on Instagram and Facebook, at quarantinep on Twitter, Quarantine Podcast on Pinterest, I think, and Quarantine on YouTube to get the newest information. Subscribe to our mailing list, making an account on our website, which is linked in the description. We are also now on the Wix app, and you can see any updates there as well. Thank you so much for listening, and join us on Thursday. Special thanks to Knockback and Anchor for sponsoring the podcast and Wix for the amazing website creation tools. Also, thank you to our many streaming platforms. All, uh, Acast, Acast, All Top, Apple Podcasts, Audio Burst, Anchor, Breaker, Bullhorn, Castbox, Deezer, Fid, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, iHeartRadio, Listen App, Listen Notes, Mahalan, Overcast, Player FM, Plex, Pocket Casts, Podbeam, Podcast Addict, Podcast Land, Podcast Republic, Podchaser, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And remember to go read our interview on Listen Notes. Have a great day.